bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otterville. And now, today's word. There are always going to be things that you remember in the past that makes you feel bitter and angry, especially when you see the people who made you angry. There will always be conflicts in our past. Some conflicts, we have to move on from them. Just want to encourage husbands and wives as you move into the new year, learn to move forward. Stop talking about those same old problems and you did this in 1990 days and we keep rehearsing the same conflict, the same conflict. And you know, anytime you raise that issue, your whole marriage is poisoned. But somehow you get back to it over and over and over. Why do you like poisoning yourself? Move on. Move on. Each one of us have conflicts. Some of us have conflicts with our brothers and sisters. And anytime you meet your sister or your brother, old conflicts come back and all bitterness resurrects. And somehow every reunion is an encounter with bitterness and disappointment. God didn't design us to look back at old conflicts and who hurt you when you were five years old and who didn't feed you well and, and who made you drop from their back and, and, and who took your shoe from you and, and, and who gave you a, a nickname that you hated. Don't look back at old conflicts that make you feel better. You have to learn to release hurts and you have to learn to release people who have hurt you in the past. Because if you carry pain into the future, you poison your future with your past. Don't look back at old conflicts. Some of us need to let the end of this year be the end of some conflicts in our lives. We need to be able to sit up and say from today, I'm not going to bring up this subject again in my life. I'm not going to talk about it again. It's past, it's gone. And never mention it. If you want help, maybe write the thing on a piece of paper and go and burn it and say from today, I'm not going to talk about this issue again. You have to move on. There are people whose marriages have been ruined by old conflicts. And God has opened a great future for you, but you keep turning backwards to something that happened 10 years ago, five years ago, seven years ago. For some people, things that happened even before they were born. Inherited conflict. <laughs> yeah, we all inherit conflict. You grow up and you realize your mother doesn't speak with her sister. It's an inherited conflict. Your mother has a problem with the sister. Your father has a problem with somebody else. And somebody has a problem. And you are born into it. And you are fighting without not knowing what is the cause. Did somebody steal somebody's meat? Did somebody... What happened? So you're fighting something you don't even understand. Don't look back to old conflicts that make you feel bitter. If it poisons you, if it disturbs your soul, 
If it makes you miss the opportunities God is creating before you, don't look back to that. So there are four things we must not look back to. Number one is what? Don't look back to the sins you have repented of. Number two, don't look back at opportunities you've missed. Number three, don't look back at the past and see it better than your future. And number four, don't look back at old conflicts that make you bitter. So we have to look forward. But there are two ways of looking forward. There is a wrong way and the right way. So I'm going to talk about the wrong way of looking forward and then I'm going to end with the right way of looking forward. Because sometimes when we tell people, look forward, look forward, look forward, people think that, oh, we're telling people just to be positive, to be optimistic. Although it's good to be positive and to be optimistic, looking forward is not just being simplistic and optimistic. So, when you're looking forward, don't look forward to a repetition of life as you know it. Change is inevitable. If we're looking for a carbon copy of our past, we'll be disappointed. The future is not determined to be a repetition of the past. New things are going to happen. No moment in time is the same. This moment I stand in is very different from the moment when I was at the pulpit. The moment has changed and it will never come back again. 30th December 2012 would never occur anytime ever again. And that is why you don't have to look to the future as a repetition of your past. Things are not going to be the way they are. It's not going to be a turnaround. Some people say, well, every year we hear it. It's a new year, new opportunity, and it's the same. It's not the same. 2012 is not the same as 2011. And 2013 will never be the same as 2012. It's a new year. It's a new opportunity. It's not a repetition of life. And for many of you, you can tell that your life Although some things have remained seemingly the same, a lot of things have changed. Even you have changed. Some of you had no beard at the beginning of this year, but you have beard now. Some of you have discovered things about you that you didn't know you had. You've grown grayer, taller, bigger, a little pot belly, smaller pot belly. You are not the same. It's not a repetition. Don't look to 2013 as a repetition of your life. You may be down today, but the next year you may be up. You may be abandoned, but you are about to be celebrated. You may have been rejected, but you are about to be embraced. You may have lived this year with a lot of struggle, but who knows the new story that is about to unfold before you. It's not a repetition. And never look forward to the new year or to the future and say, well, this is how it is, K Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be, you know, the future is unknown, that's how life is. You know, I'm, going to, I'm always going to live here. Who told you you're going to live in that room next year? Because you may start 2013 in somebody's boys' quarters and end in your own mansion. 
How can these, these, these things be? That's what Mary asked the, whole, the, the, the angel. says, the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. There are things that God is able to do that is far superior than anything you can ever ask or think of. Don't look to the future to be a repetition of your past. Number two, second wrong view. Don't look to the future with anxiety and skepticism. Don't look to the future with anxiety and skepticism. None of us have experienced the future in reality. So the future is always unknown. However, we have one who knows the future. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. His name is Jesus. He's gone ahead of us. So although the future is unknown, it's not a frightful unknown. It's a good unknown. It's like somebody giving you a nice, beautiful present. It's unknown. It's a box. But it has a nice wrapping and a nice ribbon and a nice card on top of it. Although you don't know what is inside it, you know there must be something good in store for you. Don't look at the future as a box that is unknown and say, ah, what is it going to bring me? Ah, maybe it will bring me sickness. Ah, maybe it will bring me that and that and that and that. Don't look to the future with anxiety and skepticism. You look to the future with faith. Thirdly, don't look to the future. Don't look to good things. Don't look forward to good things without planning for them. Don't look forward to good things without planning for them. Being positive about the future does not mean we should not plan for the future. So when we say the future is gonna be better, it doesn't mean you just sit back and say, well, it's going to be good. So whatever God has planned will happen. That is one philosophy of life that you have to discard. That whatever will happen, will happen. No, that is not biblical. There are things which must happen that don't happen, and there are things which must not happen that do happen. Your attitude will pull a blessing or a curse. God says, I said before you, death and life, curse and blessing, choose. If choice was not necessary, God would not put man in the garden and say, I said before you, a tree of life and tree of knowledge of good and evil, choose. You've got to do something about the future. You have to plan for it. So if you believe the future is going to be so great, you have to do something about it. If you want to be a nurse, what do you do? You go to nursing school. When you go to nursing school, does it mean you don't believe you'll be a nurse? No, it actually means you believe you'll be a nurse. Why? Because you believe a nurse is in your future, so you plan to be a nurse. You don't say, I'm going to be a nurse and go to carpentry school. If you want to be a pastor, you plan and prepare to be a pastor. You want to be a theologian, you go to seminary. So whatever you believe your future is, plan towards it. I will never forget the story, and I've shared it many times. I was preaching in one of our churches years ago. 
was a night service in a small, in a town in Ghana. Actually, it was in Oda. And, uh, you know, I was preaching about the future and, and how people have to have vision and dream and so on and so forth. And somewhere in my message, there was a young girl, you know, and normally when I preach in small churches, I pick on somebody and make an illustration of them. So I asked the young girl to come up and I asked her a question and I said, if you knew that your future was going to be miserable, you'd be a miserable woman when you grow up. Nothing will work for you. You will, have, you will suffer and you, you have pain and you have disappointment. I described the most miserable life for her. And this girl is about 12 years old, 12, 13. And I say, if you knew this is how your future was going to be, how would you live your life today? And the answer she gave me blew my, me away. She said, if I knew my future was hopeless and I would not amount to anything, this is what she said. She said, I would live anyhow. Now, that was not the answer I was expecting. That girl taught me a big lesson. She said, I'll live. I thought she was going to say, I will pray. And, and I will ask God to change. She said, I will live anyhow. I said, wow. I'm learning something new. Then I asked the second question. I said, if you knew that your future was going to be great and you'll be a great woman, you'll be successful in your career and, and, and life is going to be so great for you, how would you live? She says, I'll be very careful how I live my life. And she taught me a big lesson that we live our present life based on our vision of the future. If you think the future is bleak, you will live anyhow. But if you think you're going to be great, you will work hard. If you know you'll be a doctor, you will sit that whatever exam you sit a thousand times because you know that is what I'm going to be. You never give up when you have a clear vision of your future. So don't look to the future, look forward to the future and say, oh, it's going to be good and no plan for it. If you believe in God's plan for you, then plan towards it. If I believe I'm going to build a house next year, I have to plan. If I believe I want to buy a car next year, I have to plan. If I want to marry next year, I have to plan. Whatever you want to be next year, plan and work towards it. Don't look to the future and just say it's going to be good and leave it there. You have to work towards it. And next year is going to be hard work. Look forward towards it. Now, Isaiah chapter 50, verse 7 says, For the Lord God will help me, therefore I will not be disgraced, therefore I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I will not be ashamed. Isn't it interesting? The Lord God will help me. I know I will not be ashamed, but I have set my face like a flint. In other words, because I know God will help me, because I know I will not fail, because I know I will not be disappointed, I have fixed my eyes on the future, and I'm not going to waver. Why? Because I know God will help me. Don't say God will help me, so I'm not doing anything. Oh, next year is going to be great. You go and fold your legs in your home. And just wait for a miracle to drop. No, the Lord will help me. I will not be ashamed. Therefore, I have set my face 
like a flint, a sharp knife. You have to focus on the future because God is going to help you. Right, so now let's look at the right way to view the future. What should you see when you're looking into the future? I'll tell you three things that you should look forward to in the future. Number one, look forward to God's unfailing grace. That is something you can bank your life on. God's grace never fails, and he's always going to be there for you. Psalm 145 verse 8 and 9 says, The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and great in mercy. The Lord is good to all and his tender mercies are over all his works. The Lord is good to all and his tender mercies are over all his works. He's full of compassion and gracious. If there is something you can bank on as a constant in your future is that the grace of God will never fail you. God will not be wicked towards you. His grace will never fail you. His help will always be there. His mercy will be renewed for you every morning. His goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. From 1st January to 31st December 2013, goodness and mercy shall follow you every day of your life. Wherever you go, goodness and mercy shall follow you. Grace will follow you. Favor will follow you. That you can bank on. That is one currency inflation will not affect. You can bank on it and it will never depreciate in value. God's grace will never depreciate in value. His grace is constant. His love is constant. His mercy is constant. His goodness is constant. You can bank on it. Everybody may fail you, but God's grace will never fail you. Your friends will disappoint you, but his grace would always be constant. When you're weak, he is strong. When you are down, he will lift you up. When men pursue you, he will defend you. When you are surrounded on every side, he will fight for you. When people give up on you, he will never give up on you. His grace is unfailing. You can look forward to that. You can cash it at the bank. It will always be full of supply. You look forward to God's unfailing grace. Look forward to new opportunities. That's why you have to, you don't have to look back to the old missed opportunities because new ones are coming. Every day is a day of new mercies. In Revelation chapter 3 verse 8, he says, I know your works. See, I've set before you an open door and no one can shut it. For you have a little strength and you have kept my word and have not denied my name. You can look forward to new opportunities. God says, I know your strength. I know you are weak. I know you have enemies all around you. But I've set before you an open door. You may miss the okra farm. But there is another farm somewhere that God is going to open for you. God is a God of new opportunities. 
from every missed opportunity, there will be an equal open door facing you. Never bank your destiny on something that didn't happen last year. Don't say, oh, it didn't happen, so it will never happen. You may miss it, but God will open another door. He will always open another door. So look forward to new opportunities. There will be new open doors. Who knows what door will open on the 1st of January, 2nd of January, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th, 31st of January. Who knows what is coming in February and in March and April. Who knows what is going to smile on you in 24 hours. Your destiny can change. You can meet somebody that will turn your life around. You can hear a story that will give you a new advantage in life. You can find somebody who resisted you, moved out of the way. God is a God of new opportunities. And don't ever think your enemies are so strong that nothing can happen. God knows how to fix enemies. He knows how to fix them. Sometimes the Bible says you will look for them and you would not find them. I'm not saying God will kill them, but God will reposition them. Either eternally or temporarily, but he will reposition them. God knows how to make room for those who trust in him. So never say the opportunity is gone. I missed it last year. I made a mistake last year. Oh God, oh God, how will it open again? The same God that opened last year's opportunity and this year's opportunity. His unfailing grace will continue to open doors for you. Look to the future and look forward to new opportunities. And finally, look to the future and look forward to a new life of purpose. God has plans for your life and he will bring you to the expected end. In Jeremiah 29, Verse 11 to 13 says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you shall call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search me with all your heart. I like how the old King James Version puts it. Verse 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end an expected end not an unexpected end you can look forward to the future to a life of fulfillment and significance because God is going to bring you to the expected end there are people who are expecting things about you that are evil they will be disappointed there are people who have already predicted how your future will end. They've already said, oh, we'll finish you. I, I will finish her. We'll finish him. In 2030, oh, you watch. We'll finish her. God knows who to finish. You will not be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. You will not be disgraced. You will not fail. Because God knows how to bring you to the expected end. And in 2013, look forward to a year when God fulfills your greatest expectation. Some things you've been looking forward for 20 years 
are about to happen in that year. Some things you've been praying for for the last five years, they are about to manifest in the new year. Some things that you have tried so hard working towards this year and it never worked. It's about to work because God is able to give us the expected end. So I came to tell you we are closing a chapter on a year. But that is not the end of the book. A new chapter is starting very soon. And what is yet to be written has not been told you. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of man. The things that God has written concerning you in 2013. And he says it's for good and not for evil. It's for peace to bring you to the expected end. We are looking forward, not because we are bold and audacious. We are looking forward because we have a God who is the same. His mercy never fails, whose grace never fails. And we can trust him that he will do great things for us in the coming year. And I pray 2013 will be the best year of your life so far. In every department of your life, in every department of your life, in every department of your life, you can look forward to the greatest year of your life. In every area. Because God is about to surprise you and to shock you positively. Let's give him praise, somebody. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebil, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebil. Email otebil at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.